Welcome and thank you for joining me for this episode of The Marketing Mind. At this show, I have a conversation with my friends in digital marketing. These experts are the best in their fields. We dive deeper into what makes them tick. My name is John Ellis. I'm a marketing professional. I've been in digital marketing for close to 20 years now. And in that time, I've met a lot of great people and great experts, and I want to introduce you to those people. You can find me on Twitter every day discussing marketing, joining the conversation, or just ask me a digital marketing question. If I can't help you, I know an expert who can. Find me on Twitter at John W. Ellis. Thanks so much for the response and comments on the last episode. We've been off to a great start with these. Those of you who have left me reviews, I really appreciate that. It's helping other people find this show. Today, I looked inside the marketing mind of... Hey, my name is Kirk Williams. I'm the owner of Zato. Kirk is an established expert in the paid search marketing space. He's my go-to person for a lot of things involving retail and shopping ads and e-commerce. I started by asking him about his agency, Zato, and the work they do. We're a small agency. There's uh, there's just three of us, actually, just, just hired. Our focus is just on paid search. So we just look at Google, just look at Bing, uh, Microsoft ads. And my specialty specifically is in the e-commerce realm, is in shopping ads. And so a lot of the day-to-day looks both like managing accounts, but then I, I do really try to add specific biz dev time in as well for myself. I really like writing. I, I really enjoy writing articles. And then I usually am preparing for some sort of conference session or something. And then there's going to be sales calls or webinar recordings or whatever. And I don't think I've been bored in years. Yeah. So that's nice. How do you tell people, like, for instance, your mom or dad, sort of what you do for a living? <laughs> yes. You probably get this too. I get a lot of, I get a lot of the whole like, what do you do again? Or <laughs> right. the apology. I'm sorry. This is the eighth time I've asked you, but what do you do? Right. You know, usually just because at least people know what Google is. And that's again, my agency is, is just the paid search thing. So it's a little bit easier for me because I don't have to go into all this like social and search and whatever. Um, programmatic, you know, so I, I usually can explain it just by saying, do you know what Google is? You know, well, yes, of course. Okay. Well, we, we make sure that, uh, we, we place advertisements on Google for, for companies. And so if, you know, let's say you're searching for those new, the new shoes that you want to buy and you see those advertisements up at the top, you know, that's what we do. We, we put those ads there. So usually that's enough to, you know, the, the, the real curious ones might keep going, but. Most right. people hear that and they're like, "Oh, okay, I I get that." So the the mistake I make sometimes, and it's it's easy to say when I talk to people like you, but when I talk to family members, when I essentially say, "You know, those ads that seem to follow you around." <laughs> so, so I got I got to stop leading with that because that's probably not to, <laughs> yeah. they don't want to hear that. Was this kind of where you thought your career would be? Was this was this the plan? No. Well, that's um, before you answer that. No, no is the answer I get from everybody I talk. Right. About. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. If if yeah, if the question is, did you know that someday you'd be like speaking and writing and spending all your time in something called shopping ads, and I'd be like, no. But also loving you know? it. <laughs> but and and loving it, right? Yeah. Well, and that you know, some of that question is because, especially as a lot of us. Um, it, you know, the, the environment is starting to mature a little bit. 
but a lot of us, as we were getting our start in college or whatever, this, this literally was not a thing or it was so new that, right. you know, no one really knew about it. Right. And so, so no. Um, so I, I actually went to a Bible college and then even went to seminary. Um, so I have, I have some degrees in, uh, in like theology. <laughs> so, um, which I still, I still use those in my church. Um, but no, I had no idea that I was even going to get into marketing. Like I don't, I don't have any business. I, I don't think I took one single business class. I didn't, I didn't take any of those things, at least in school, Did where I am is dramatically different than where right. I expected to be. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm with you, but, but these careers also didn't exist back then. So even yep. you couldn't even dream of like, this is what I wanted to do because it just wasn't out there. So seminary I guess, or Bible college, I guess, was that sort of the plan growing up as a kid or did you just kind of fall into it? Yeah. So I, my, so my dad's a pastor. He still is. And I think, I think that had an influence for sure as well. That was, that was kind of my thought of, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be a pastor someday. Um, so that's specifically why I went into, you know, Bible college and then even continued on into seminary. Um, and you know, like I said, I, I, I do, I teach classes at our, at our church and I actually lead our music. Um, and so it's, actually been a really cool thing because in some ways I've, I've still been able to completely use the degree, but then also not in any way for actually my, my job, my career, which well, has actually been kind of nice because it's almost yeah. like it's this hobby. I, I don't want to say hobby in the wrong way. And I, and I think you know what I mean, but yeah. sometimes what we enjoy doing on the side is sometimes that which we really, really enjoy doing. And there's kind of been this aspect where I just, I just really enjoy like, Helping out and serving at my church and engaging on that while my kind of career, what I'm really trying to slog away at is in this marketing world as well. But sometimes it throws me for a loop a little bit though, because, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm in some ways I'm trying to go fairly deep and invest into two completely separate things. And so sometimes like, so Sundays are really, really tiring to be honest, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm basically getting up real early, getting to our church, leading our music team in practice, then doing the service, then then teaching my class. We get home around the afternoon. Sometimes we have things in the evening. So by the time I get to Sunday evening, I'm like, I need a weekend. And then and then like Monday morning starting. <laughs> and so that gets a little tiring sometimes, but but it works. So with your dad being a uh, a pastor, I, I mean, obviously you have Sunday mornings, but it was it one of those things where you just basically at church four or five days a week, you just sort of Wednesday night Bible study and <laughs> all these different things going on or choir nights or whatever it may be. You know, you know, my dad is a pastor just in a tiny little town in Wisconsin. And okay. so it, 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 it was, it was a lot more laid back than that. Okay. Um, so, so I think I can almost say in kind of a good way, like, n- no, it, it wasn't. Um, a lot of that. I, I think sometimes in smaller, in, in a lot of times, anything smaller, smaller organizations, smaller churches, smaller towns, sometimes it's a little easier. Things don't have to have as much like structure and organization so they can be a little bit more organic. And that's kind of how it was growing up. Um, so we'd, we'd maybe be with church members or be helping out in, um, doing some raking or, you know, whatever it might be, but it wasn't really like a, Hey, every single day we're doing something else at the church. So, so you're in the Bible college. Where did that turn come from? So you graduate and then decide I'm going to do marketing. 
How did that, <laughs> how did that turn happen? Yeah. So it was a very, it was, it, it happened in a very practical way. So, so, um, went to Bible college, got married, uh, helped out, uh, at a church, um, doing some youth, youth ministry and leading music and that, and then headed down to Louisville, Kentucky for seminary. And it was in Louisville. Um, so my wife's working. We didn't, we didn't have any kids at the time. My, my wife's working and I, I cannot find a job at all. And finally, I'm able to to grab a job um, working overnights at Target. Um, so Target, I was doing some back stock stuff. And so getting into the back, you know, gra- grabbing stuff out of the boxes, bringing them onto the floor, right, all, all night. And so my life that first, I don't remember how long it was exactly, but I think maybe it was only six months or so, but um, for like, the first six months of, of seminary or, or, or a few months after that when I finally got the job was um, work all night. I think I got home around like five in the morning, six in the morning, and then I try to catch usually like an hour and a half of sleep. And then and then my wife would get up, head to work, I think usually while I was sleeping. And then I'd get up and go to classes, um, which you know, when, when you've not slept all night, sitting in master's level classes, probably not very smart doing those. And then I would get done in the afternoon, try to catch a few more hours of sleep, wake up, see my wife in the evening for a little bit of time and then head back to work. That was, that was exhausting. And I got to the point where, because I had really wanted to do school full time and try to get through as, as fast as I could. And I got to the point where I was like, I, like, I literally am going to not survive this if I keep this up. And I'll take the next job that comes along. And that's when I was talking to a friend and he said, well, hey, my, I work at an e-commerce company. Um, I work at an e-commerce company and we need someone to help in our marketing department. Do you, do you want to try it? I was like, sure. How do you, I mean, I don't want to insult you, but at that point you weren't qualified. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. So, so, so here, here was the position. <laughs> position did not require any qualification. Okay. Okay. So the position was, was you, you would get on, but we would take the, um, what was it called? Not, not the magazine, but you know, whatever they send the, the manufacturer magazine. Um, and we would take that and they'd be like, okay, so we are going to start selling these 50 products and I need you to get on and add this into the product page for that, for that. <laughs> but then that's how I started to, you know, c- kind of be immersed then in the world of, okay, this is online. This is e-commerce. At some point, then they're like, Hey, we'd, we'd like to try getting into this paid search type thing and we'll pay you to learn it. How does that go from there to, to Zato? There's clearly a big leap there somewhere. Yeah. So, um, this company was, was great. I, I loved my time there. Um, it was one of those, they're, they're just a lot of great people to work with. And we just had a ton of fun, honestly. Um, and, but it was during that time that, um, I started getting some other, some other clients as well saying to myself, Oh, wait a sec, this is, you know, this is interesting. Um, I'm yeah, getting some money on the side and let's, let's, able cut, let's to- cut out the middleman here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like, Oh, huh. If I, if I continued to get clients like this, you know, you start to do math on your fingers <laughs> oh, with what I'm being paid now. Um, if I can start to get some of these other clients and build that, um, 
And so there were, you know how any decision like that, there's always a ton of little specifics and things working out and all that. Um, I, I am, I tend to be this, I, in, in some ways I like change, but also I'm very risk averse. And so, um, uh, that was around the time I decided, hey, maybe right now my specific career path, I don't know about the future, but maybe right now my specific career path isn't looking like full-time ministry. So um, I actually changed degrees and finished out online. And that was around the time of some things happening w- within my current job and stuff with salary and that where I'm, again, I'm starting to do that math thinking maybe I should be looking at a change. So a lot of that kind of combined um, led to me saying, you know, with my wife, man, I, I think we should, I think we should do this and it's terrifying, but, uh, I'm sure you can appreciate this. You know, as agency owner, I feel like, like not even just daily, but on sometimes an hourly basis, I'm both thinking, wow, this is awesome. We're, we're growing this. We got this. You know, we can do this as well as, uh, you know, let's, let's shut it down. I'm a failure. Let's, <laughs> let's yeah. go home, you know, oh, and I feel point. like there's just this, this constant wave of emotions that. Do you find yourself still getting nervous when you speak these days at conferences? I, I still get nervous a little bit. It depends on the situation. Sometimes I can get in my own head for different reasons, I find. So for some reason, some conferences really can freak me out and then others maybe don't necessarily. Uh, I was just at SMX L, SMXL in Milan with some friends. Yeah. Uh, and hold on, hold on. What a humble brag that was. <laughs> I'm just hanging out in Milan with some friends. You know, no big deal. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Susan Winograd and Joe Martinez. They're awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and that was one where I don't know if it's just because of the way that it was. It was kind of this. It was a really cool conference, but it was it was it was like different than any conference I've ever been at. It was very very dark. Everyone had headphones because they're translating. I don't know why, but like I just I just didn't really feel nervous because of that situation it was just such this odd like i just felt this disconnect from kind of like all right well whatever whatever happens happens and go for it you know and then there will be other times or kind of the opposite where sometimes maybe it's i see a a few people in the in the audience uh last year hero conf i spoke on shopping ads so there are people like like brad gettys sitting on the front row you know (laughs) and but you know brad if if you listeners don't know it's worth checking out like his book (laughs) on pvc uh brad such a nice guy but you know there's there's people like that sitting there and so i got in my own head a little bit there because i'm like oh my goodness you know they're like you said they're gonna see me as a failure right um and uh you know you mentioned earlier kind of that and i and i know what you're saying and i and i agree in in a joking way like ah none of us know what we're talking about but then i think there is the flip side of that on one hand you know i know what you mean in terms of that that's kind of a great humble way of looking at it like hey it's just it's a complicated realm there's a lot to learn and a lot to know and and that's okay and and one of the things i like about the pvc world is there really is that you know the flip side of that though is and this is i think is where it helps with confidence too and i'm i'm sure this is exactly why you you felt this way and been invited back right is cuz there's also some level of you have been doing it a while and you do know your stuff and that place that thing that you're talking about and so uh that is actually value that you're bringing for those people sitting there because they very likely don't know this and so so yeah i think it's kind of a mix of that of being 
of being confident in what you know and knowing that that can help. And then also trying to keep a humility as well of like, Hey, there's more I can learn. So I just feel like over the years, I've really seen, um, the PBC community, you know, for the most part really is kind of this supportive bunch of we're trying to figure this together. And it's almost this really interesting big team mentality. And I've seen a glimpse into some other industries where it's, it's just this more competitive, uh, try to put one another down if you can, things like that. Right. And that's been, that's, that's honestly been a help too, because there's kind of this good nature to people that as long as you do know your stuff and you, you still need to present it well for the most part, but as long as you do that, people don't care if you misspeak, right. or for, you know, for the most part. Obviously you're doing that, you're speaking, but, but you're also, I assume speaking on Sunday morning. So how does that, how do those two compare? Do you get, I mean, is there a nervousness there or is that again, a kind of a topic you feel confident in knowing? That's a good question, huh? It's definitely a different type of talk though, because usually what I'm trying to do like on a Sunday is try to dig into, okay, here's what the Bible says about this. What, you know, what is, what was the original meaning on it? Let's talk about that. What is, how, how do we apply that to our lives? Let's talk about that. Where my conference sessions are much more of this kind of prepared walking them through something right. specific I'm trying to, sh- to, to do. There, there's a little bit of a crossover with there. For instance, I mean, this is really getting in the weeds. For instance, like on Sundays, if I'm actually like preaching the main sermon, that can maybe look a little bit more like a conference talk because I'm, I'm trying to maybe have this big picture thing that I'm trying to point and, us to and right, work and, that. And, and physically, I'm assuming you're still at some kind of, whether it be a pulpit or a podium, you're still yeah. sort of standing up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, I don't use slides when I, when I preach. Um, so I'm, I'm pointing us into the word, you know, so I don't use slides and visuals and stuff. And, and that's very different. You know, when I use slides, when I speak, I, I often try to do a lot with like animated, animated gifts, um, <laughs> and memes and stuff like that. So, so that some of that's different. Yep. Well, how did, how did you go from you're doing this sort of solo thing to, I think I'm going to add more people and grow. And so some of that was, I just, I just think I've, I'd never really thought through well and known. And I think I'm still figuring out not just how do you have a successful in terms of taking care of your own needs business, but how do you actually start thinking about what would growing a business look like and, and what does the process look like for bringing employees on and dealing with employees and stuff like that. Now I'm starting to get back to thinking through again, back to the, okay, how do I process this out? How do we, how do we add clients and then bring on our next hire? Um, and, and all that. So I'm, I'm still learning. So yeah, for sure. And I, and I, I'm seeing that more and more and more people I talk to. It's, um, it's just better to really just focus on one thing. And you see these agencies essentially say I do everything digital marketing. So it just makes me think, well, you can't, there's no way you can do everything great. It's just, there's not enough hours in the day. You, if you do everything, you, ju- you have, to, you'd have to be just mediocre at everything. I think, I think you're exactly right. Some people will see that and be like, cool. Okay. So here's how I solve. Here's how I, whatever. And for me, there was a level. And, and I do think some of this went back to just me personally, frankly, where it's a real small business. A lot of this is based around the personality of the owner. That's kind of normal. And I was just at some point, I kind of hit this thing where I realized, look, 
paid search is my jam. Right. <laughs> and that's what I know. That's, I, I know how to filter clients for paid search. I know how to, how to sell to clients. I know how to price with clients. And I, I know how to manage employees for paid search better than paid social, um, because of all that other stuff. And so I was like, I, two plus two equals four to me right here. And I guess that's what I'm doing. Uh, you, you recently wrote an article in, um, marketingland.com. Yeah. And uh, the title I just had with me. Oh, digital advertising is not the dot com bubble. I, that was an article that I have been thinking about forever. Basically what the article is about is it was, it was kind of a response as well as a declaration. I feel is, is where, why I wrote it. It was a response to an article that came out. I believe it was in the correspondent. They, they basically, the, the title literally was the new dot com bubble is here. It's called digital marketing. It's something like that. I'm right. going off memory, but that is an accurate depiction of the title. Um, and basically they, they pointed out a lot of really good things. I thought, which was, um, a lot of digital advertising does a lot with, Let's just say claiming credit for sales and, and, and optimizing to these sales that they claim the credit for and kind of doing this big ruhaha about look how great we are. And they were digging into some of the specifics of incremental value and saying, right, but, but is that actually offering true incremental value or are you just, are you just taking advantage of people who would have come Anyways, and so they talk about, they talk about eBay and how eBay shut off ads and they, they talk about some of the tests of, of stopping ads and seeing that there, there's no incremental value. And so basically the article was saying, there you go. Uh, digital advertising is this bubble that everyone's, everyone's going to wake up to and realize, wow, those, those digital marketers have pulled the wool over our eyes. To me, and this is what I wrote then my article on was kind of this response. And then, as I said, almost more though a declaration of like, Hey, everyone in the marketing, like we should listen up and consider this. And that is, I think the core of what they were getting at is there. I think they misidentified it. I don't think digital advertising is the bubble because in some ways, like digital advertising is just advertising. But I think that what they were getting at without maybe realizing it is I think it actually has to do more with attribution. And so kind of this call in some ways to us then of saying, I think that we in paid search have gone down a little bit too much into the realm of we're engineers. And I kind of think we need to swing back a little bit into we're marketers because engineers only think in terms of like kind of like algorithms and math and two plus two equals four. Right. And so my pushback is even, even other models of attribution besides last click, in my opinion, really just still do not tell us the whole story. And I think we need to get back to starting from this idea of like, let's work in a multi-channel way of really thinking through and developing a really good, solid marketing strategy. This is the awesome message. These are the people we're trying to reach. And then working our paid search in conjunction with all the other channels, then working our paid search in to, to accomplish that. And that might mean that the directly tracked ROAS goals need to be adjusted. 
You know, it, it might mean that there's not going to be as much associated back to that, but that's because we believe in this greater marketing strategy and that's what we're doing and implementing. And I think that's what's going to lead to incrementality and all that. So it's always, I mean, conversion tracking is always, it's a conversion curse. It's always been the case. And I've said it for years. The, <laughs> the beauty of digital marketing is you can track everything, yeah. but it's also the, the curse of it. And I've been at, <laughs> I've is. been at marketing tables. You go around the table, the, you know, the PR person talks about how great the, 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 press releases are then you could have radio and tv people how many impressions they got and we created these videos but and or or you do event marketing you go to this conference but when you get to the uh the pay-per-click person they want to know how many conversions do you have like well you didn't yes. ask the, you didn't ask those people yes. <laughs> how come you're asking me um hmm. and so hmm. and then they look at your numbers and and they're not they're not as great maybe as great as last month but yet you're the it's, it's sometimes it's the only one because you can track it it's also sort of a curse because you can track it. They don't want to talk about anything else, but how many leads did you get? And the only way to really sort of make it all work is you got to have people at the table that are unselfish and like people yes. like us that are really w willing to give up credit, but we all want credit. We all want to say, look what I did. And I know this, this is hard too, but the right clients, the right people see that though. And I think that there's a value there that can't be dismissed in kind of a long-term play. You know, we have a lot of really years and years old clients, people who see that you're invested in their company, even if that means that you don't make as much spend and that you have a place at the table and that you're offering these valuable marketing insights. The right people really do value that. And you'll have these long standing relationships where you're making far more over time. If you want to put it in an agency profits way, you're making far more over time than if, you know, you grab a little bit just to just to keep it going and then eventually get passed on to another agency so hey kirk thank you so much for joining me today this has been great getting your insights into uh paid search and how you got to where you are now hey listeners thank you for being a part of today's episode be sure to look up kirk on twitter at ppc kirk and say hello as always i appreciate you making this part of your podcast routine be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know these new episodes if you haven't yet, leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts or however you are listening. I'd love to hear from you. Reviews and stars are always helpful. As always, you can find this podcast on all the major channels. Join the discussion online. Let's talk about even more marketing. You can find me on Twitter every day at John W. Ellis. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.